Welcome to Happier with Ming, a lifestyle design and personal development podcast of positivity, inspiration, productivity, and growth. My name is Ming, and we will be discussing health and wellness, life optimization, relationships, improvement, positive vibes, and the journey of life. Life is a journey to enjoy, and I want us to fall in love with the process while living life to our fullest every day. You know how I said I have about 100 to 200 downloaded apps on my phone in the previous episode? I just checked my iPad and on my iPad alone, I have 242 downloaded apps. Crazy. (laughs) So it got to be this much because last year, I worked at a school where the kids really liked to download games on my iPad as a reward after my therapy sessions with them. They would say that the games were educational, or that they worked on fine motor or visual motor skills. I never really cleaned those apps off of my iPad, so here we are with 242 apps on my iPad. (laughs) This year is a contrast, it's different from last year. After how much I spent on the iPad last year with my students, this year I was like, I'm not going to take my iPad out, unless the kids really need it. So this year, the only time I use my iPad is when I'm working on typing skills with a student. So 242 apps on just my iPad alone. I can't get an accurate number of downloaded apps on my phone because a lot of them have been offloaded since I don't have much room left on my phone currently. (laughs) Offloading is Apple's way of automatically saving storage space on an iOS device by removing apps I haven't used in a long time from my phone but still preserving the data from those apps for when I re-download them in the future. Anyway, hey everyone, welcome back to Happier with Ming. Today, we're going to be talking about all the emotions experienced during our time in quarantine and some silver linings that came of it. silver lining, what does it do, and how can you find one in difficult trying times? A silver lining emphasizes the hopeful side of a situation that might seem gloomy on the surface. Even the worst events or situations have some positive aspects. How do you find positivity when negativity strikes? You can retrain your brain, teach yourself to use positive language and to search for opportunities, stop beating yourself up mentally. Take a chance to reevaluate and restructure your life in a major way. A crisis can force you to ask yourself if you're really doing what makes you happy and spending your time how you want to. Be grateful for what you have, no matter how big or small, be it a bed to sleep in or a roof over your head or food in the fridge. Having negative experiences allows us to be grateful for positive experiences and allows us to appreciate what we have. When something bad happens, it can help us clearly identify the good things in life easier. There is no light without the contrast of the dark. In everything, there is balance and it is specifically designed to be that way. Trauma, bad days, and failures can cause growth. If you aim to find the silver lining in each negative experience, you will inevitably learn and grow. In New York, we're coming up on almost three months of quarantine right now. 
It's crazy because we haven't seen or hugged anyone in this period of time outside of the people we're living with. I don't mean to downplay COVID-19 to just a negative experience. There are no silver linings to the coronavirus. This virus has been devastating to families, to jobs, to the economy, and to so many different countries. I think every country has been affected by this. And it will have a lasting negative impact for years. However, in this time, I've come up with a list of silver linings personal to me. In quarantine, I am able to take more time for myself to be healthier. I do face masks and hair masks more often, get at least 7 hours of sleep per night. I remember there used to be a time a few months ago, I used to get maybe like 5, 5 and a half, 6 hours a night. But now, in quarantine, I'm getting very consistently 7, 7 and a half, 8 hours of sleep and that's like really great for my sleep quality. I'm able to eat and cook healthier by using the microwave less, and I have more time to exercise. So specifically regarding food, I don't need to meal prep as much now. I cook and eat fresher food that's heated up on a stovetop instead of microwave. Back in high school, I used to sparingly use the microwave to heat up food. There are many health detriments of microwaving your food. Besides the taste and texture of your food becoming more rubbery or sticky, it generates harmful compounds and depletes the nutrients found in food. It also may not be as effective as other cooking methods at killing bacteria and other pathogens because the food heats unevenly. I would rather cook on a stovetop every individual meal, but it utilizes so much more time and energy, it's just not fathomable. Microwaves are a highly convenient cooking method, so now microwaving is just part of everyday life. If the high school me saw how I was living right now, oh man, she'd be a little disappointed. <laughs> but in quarantine, I'm grateful that I'm able to use the microwave a lot less because I'm able to cook more. I'm able to cook my food on the spot, eat it fresh, so much more healthier. Even though I miss all of the kids I work with at school, my silver linings revolving around my work schedule are that I don't need to wake up early to get ready anymore. My alarms during the school year have me waking up around 6.15am and out the door by around 7am or latest maybe 7.10am. <laughs> I'm not a natural early riser, so I struggled with my morning routine during this time. I've struggled with my morning routine for the past like 20 years actually. Now in quarantine, I'm able to wake up at 8am or 7.57am to be more specific. <laughs> which is much more doable for me. If I wake up at 7.57, I have about 3 minutes to log into my meeting and maybe stretch a little in bed. At 8am, the sun is shining and my room is bright. For those who know me personally, they know that I'm not the biggest fan of driving. <laughs> and finding parking is worse. I'd much rather someone else take the wheel. This school year, I travel between more than 5 schools as an OT to service students whose needs aren't being met. That meant a lot of driving spent in my car and finding parking throughout the week. Every day, I would spend about an hour to an hour and a half of driving. So that meant that I was in my car behind the wheel for an hour and a half every day. That's seven and a half hours of driving to different locations, finding parking, so much, too much for myself. 
In quarantine now, the only time I touch my car is if I decide to start my car and let it run for a bit every few weeks. In the beginning of quarantine, I forgot I had to do this, so I left my car just sitting at the same parking spot for over four weeks, over a month. For those of you that are listening out there, if you have a car, make sure to just turn it on for 15 minutes. You don't need to drive around if you're afraid to lose your parking spot like me. But if you're able to, driving it a little bit, maybe 10 minutes, is like really good for the car. Just so your car heats up and the gas doesn't just stay dormant in the car. For me, I'm afraid of losing my spot. It's kind of hard to get a spot around here. (laughs) So a few days ago, I just randomly remembered, oh, I need to start my car. I haven't, oh, let me, I should go check on it. So I was worried that, oh, what if my car doesn't turn on because dead battery or something? That's a real worry because if you don't turn on your car, if you don't use it for so long, the battery might die and then you have to ask someone to jumpstart your car. It's kind of very inconvenient. But thankfully, my car turned on. (laughs) So now I have a calendar event in my Google Calendar. Turn on the car every two weeks. Just offload my whole brain in there. Another thing that I really like about working from home is that I don't need to carry a bulging handbag filled to the brim with school supplies for my student sessions. I work with elementary school students, middle school students, high school students, basically every single age except for (laughs) pre-K. And for each grade, I have different level students, so that meant a lot of different supplies I needed to carry around. My handbag had so many different activities for all these different levels. For my elementary school students, I would carry around color pencils, crayons, squishy toys, any sensory toys. For my middle school students, we worked more with scissors, puzzles, and other higher level projects that worked on fine motor. For my high schoolers, we work more on typing and organization skills. So for all of these different skills we worked on, I had to carry around so many different supplies in my handbag for my student sessions. So much. In addition to all these supplies, I had a lunchbox as well. In quarantine, I've also been able to grow my vegetables. Easy ones like scallions, leeks, and mung bean sprouts. These three vegetables are super easy. All you need to grow them is water. It's awesome. (laughs) I mean, now I upgraded growing scallions and leeks to soil, but I'm not doing so well with them actually because I think I overwater them. And I know it's like, how can you overwater them when they grow in so much water? You only need water to grow them. I think that there is a problem with my soil because I see some weeds growing out of it. It's really interesting. So in quarantine, I've also been able to clean out my closet. My closet is where I keep everything. I keep all my clothes in there, paper, school supplies, bathroom supplies. I'm so happy to have a big closet, but sometimes it was difficult to be able to pull a shirt out because it was just jam-packed to the brim full of so many clothes. So during this time, I was able to look through my belongings and see, okay, I haven't worn this in so long. Basically, I Marie Kondoed my closet. (laughs) I was able to get rid of at least one full garbage bag full of stuff. So that was an accomplishment during this time. (laughs) 
I also filmed my cleaning out method so it wasn't exactly like Marie Kondo way but if you're interested I will be posting a video of myself cleaning out my closet in a few months. I can't say when. <laughs> There's just so much to edit and you know that's why my phone is 125 gigs filled. It's because of all these videos I filmed and never edited, it's just in my phone. But one day I will get to it. I cleaned out my closet during this time, that's physical, but digitally I have to clean out my phone, my Dropbox, my iPad, all my apps basically. I still have a lot to do. <laughs> In quarantine, I've also been able to bond with my housemates more. We cook together, eat together, and just plain spend more time together. We make an effort to eat meals together during weekends or just whenever we could. Before quarantine, our schedules really did not match up at all. We would wake up really early and come back really late. We were all working all the time. I was not able to see them. But now, I get to see them every day. <laughs> I'm spending less and saving more in quarantine as well. Pre-quarantine, a huge portion of my monthly credit card bills were made up of eating out at restaurants, buying desserts, buying a lot of stuff and spending a lot on food. Right now, a lot of my money is being saved up if it's not being spent on groceries or Amazon products. Also, I started a passion project that you're currently listening to right now. From spending all this time at home, I've realized just how quickly life had been moving before. This period of life has made me realize that I need to build slower periods of time into my schedule to take a breather, even if it's just a day or a few hours every now and then to really clear my plate and my head. some more silver linings that you may relate to. You may have more time to spend with your family and develop new traditions. My immediate family lives in Michigan right now, so I'm not able to spend quarantine with them, but I'm able to spend quarantine with people that I really love and care for. And I'm developing new traditions with them as well. If you have a pet, maybe you taught it some new tricks. <laughs> I've seen some videos online of happy dogs. They're so happy to be spending so much time with their owners right now. In the beginning, they must have been really confused. Like, why are they home all the time? But they must be so happy. <laughs> some people may appreciate the outdoors life a lot more, more so than ever before. Before, we would just take for granted that, oh, we're able to go out. Oh, here's nature. Here's this hard hike that I have to do. But right now, I see a lot more friends hiking because they're able to just drive really far away, get some fresh air while hiking outside and appreciate nature. And they're able to social distance in nature as well. It's really beautiful. There's also a reduction in air pollution from less driving and industrial production, which in turn contributes to better air and water quality. This improvement isn't going to last because pollution levels will climb back up once restrictions are lifted, but it serves as proof that as a global society, we can make a difference in saving the environment. I know a lot of people have also started new hobbies or picked up a new skill or two. It's not just homeschooling for the kids, it could be homeschooling for adults too during this period. 
A lot of people in my age group right now don't have kids to homeschool or huge obligations outside of work, so they have a lot more free time and mental energy that can best be used by dedicating themselves to something, anything. I want to bring to light that it's okay to allow yourself to feel any and all emotions, whether it's anxious, bored, restless, angry, fearful, worried, uncertain, isolated, helpless, or grateful, hopeful, blessed, content, happy. These are words at opposite ends of the spectrum, but you can feel both at the same time. There's no one telling you what you should or shouldn't be feeling. You don't need to be feeling positive all the time. If you're feeling sad, let it out. Let all of your emotions out. We are in unprecedented times, and it's okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. Now, after you've taken the time to accept that this is the new normal, the new reality, motivate yourself with this newfound time. I'm not telling you that you need to be productive or active or constantly learning in this time of crisis, but I'm telling you that if you find yourself curious to try something new, go ahead and do it. The best time to start was yesterday. The next best time is now. So find your silver lining during this unprecedented time in life. When you change your outlook on life, you have the power to make real changes in other parts of your life too. Each day when you wake up, think of something that you are thankful for and that makes you happy. We are all masters of our own silver linings. No one else can do better in finding ways to make situations work for us and our goals. So to recap, how do you find the silver lining in situations that seem out of your control? 1. Retrain your brain to use positive language. 2. Take a chance to reevaluate and restructure your life. And 3. Be grateful for what you have. Have an attitude of gratitude. Make it a habit to say thank you and express appreciation in all parts of your life no matter how big or small they seemingly are. There is always something to be grateful for. Remember, there is no light without the contrast of the dark. Strive to find balance in your life. Thank you for tuning in. You just listened to Happier with Ming. If you like this podcast, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review. If any of the topics we talked about during this episode could help a friend out, share with them. Let's see where life's journey takes us. Talk to you next time.